0: Hi, I'm Mike Sibley, leader of the James Moore Manufacturing team. On this episode of Moore on Manufacturing, we're joined by Scott Thomas, CFO at James Moore and Company, and leader of our outsourced CFO services. On today's session, we'll be discussing how to utilize forecasting and budgeting in your organization and also how. It supports growth and profitability and increases the value of your business. So, Scott, welcome. Appreciate you being on today. I, I know you're going to have a lot of valuable insights. So, uh, let's just jump into it. Let's let's let's. But before we get into forecasting and budgeting and things like that, let's first talk about you know just overall for an organization having a strategy, setting some goals, uh, even a strategic plan. I know for some so, some people that's you know they they that's a that's a big endeavor to do a strategic plan, but having a strategy, having some goals, and then we'll talk about maybe how forecasting gets into that. But maybe first hit on that, that first part.
1: Sure. Yeah, I think um I always think about uh strategy can can kind of feel big and onerous, but really if you think about it in terms of, of things that are familiar to you, um it's a lot like uh if if you're going on a family trip. Uh you don't just get in the car without packing bags. Or filling up the car with gas and knowing a destination.
0: And oh, so I'm doing it wrong then. I'm doing that wrong then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh well, at least you you probably know where you're going and, and you have a vehicle. Uh right. so you know, in, in this analogy, the, the vehicle and, and the family is the business. Uh mm-hmm. and and the strategy is your your plan to get to wherever you're going for, for your family trip. And without having some sort of framework through which you're driving your business, and uh, pardon the, the pun there, uh, mm-hmm. you don't really end up getting to where you want your, your organization to be. And mm-hmm. um, having goals uh, really help focus an organization and keep you from being distracted from where you want to go. And one of the most important things that I see in having a good sound strategy is not necessarily the 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 way you present the strategy or the 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 pretty graphics that go with it, but is really in creating that framework to tell you what not to do. And it it helps you in uh staying aligned with with where you originally intend on going and help you actually get to those destinations along the way.
0: Okay. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. And I think, you know, there are very You know, there's a lot of books and a lot of things out there and how to do it without being overwhelmed with setting these things. But I'm a big proponent of, you know, setting your annual goals and then breaking it down into chunks of, okay, here's what we need to accomplish this month. Here's what we need to accomplish to meet our goals for the first quarter and then the second quarter and so on and so forth. You break it down into pieces so that way you've got something manageable that you can that you can accomplish throughout the year. Exactly. So, OK, so, you know, within that, jumping into sort of the the CFO realm of things and, you know, we hear a lot about, you know, forecasting and budgeting. And, you know, one thing, what's, you know, let's talk about a little bit what's the difference, but also, you know, so what is a forecast? What is a budget and, and how does that work within the framework that you were you were just talking about?
1: Sure. Yeah, I, I think the, the forecaster budget, broadly speaking, is, is the the metrics that you put around the the planned execution of the strategy. Uh, And kind of going back a little bit on the strategy is there's there's two pieces to the strategy. One is the creation of the strategy. Mm -hmm. The second, which is more critical is the execution of the strategy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And what what forecasting can do for you as it relates to strategy execution is give you some, some tools to help analyze the effectiveness of your strategy execution. And with within forecasting, I think there's a there's a number of different ways you can talk about forecasting. Forecasting, one piece of that is going to be your annual budget. And we'll talk a little bit more about the the value of an annual budget. But I think the first thing you need to do after you've created your your strategy and your execution plan is put together a financial forecast that illustrates what you're planning on doing from a financial perspective. To um, as you're executing on the strategy, and then the you, falling down, is you know, down the ladder of, of, of detail, you, you move into the annual budget. And then mm-hmm. from there, you, you pull into a, a cash forecast to make sure that you're gonna have enough money for payroll and for, to buy raw materials and to pay your vendors um, and mm-hmm. you know, that you're, you're actually collecting on the, the materials you're selling to your, to your in-use customers.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, you know, let's talk a little bit about the important, you know, when you get into ideas like working capital, Right. So it, most manufacturers I would work with are, you know, tend to believe they're going to try to grow. Right. So growth just doesn't growth is uh, a little bit scary because you do have to have a certain amount of working capital to deal with things like purchasing raw materials in advance. And, you know, then payroll before you get into production and then you get into production and finally you get to the point where you ship it. And then you've got terms with your with your customer base. So you've got a period of time there. So, you know, I guess getting into that cash flow forecast a little bit, maybe you can talk a little bit more about how that helps understand these kind of needs. Sure. And you know, that
1: makes me think of uh, somebody years and years ago talked to me about the fact that accounts receivable, while it's an asset from a accounting perspective, it can be a liability if you don't manage it correctly. Similarly, uh, an accounts payable can be an asset to you as an organization if you manage it properly. And, and what I mean by that is accounts re- receivable is an asset, but only to the extent you're able to generate and turn it into cash. So right. there's there's kind of two main pieces as I think about accounts receivable. One is, is it, is it going to ultimately be collectible? Mm-hmm. That's the first piece. And then the second is, when is it going to be collectible? And you mm-hmm. you mentioned a little bit about you know supplier terms or, or vendor terms, so every every dollar you have in AR is a potential to turn into cash, but the more you reduce cash, the more the more you reduce AR, the more cash goes up. Uh, likewise, the more you're able to get favorable payment terms from your vendors, the more you're able to preserve and conserve cash within your organization. So it's a mm-hmm. it's a balancing act, and that's that's largely as you think about working capital, that the balance of that and yeah, it's depending on industries, if we're talking about manufacturing, we're talking about raw materials and inventory. So those two pieces and work in progress, those those three pieces, in addition to AR, are key to your working capital management on the, the asset
0: side of the ledger. Right. And so, you know, when I'm when when I'm putting together these cash flow forecasts and working through that, it's the challenge of saying, OK, will we have with this growth and this timing, will we have enough cash you know it, without you know to be able to handle this growth and and you know maybe utilize a line of credit and you know how to balance all of those things can be really really complicated if you're not kind of thinking ahead and saying okay well how are we going to manage this and to me that's you know one of the main pieces of being able to drive this forecast into a budget and into a cash flow forecast so you can you can understand and look out for these potential hazards as they're coming down the road here right I guess we'll stay on that traveling theme. So, (laughs) you know, where where is the accident that's going to stall you out there? And and that's to me one of the major the major things. But I also think that you know you set a budget and okay you set it aside. But how often do you look back to say, okay, this is what we were thinking we were going to do. This is what we really did. What's going wrong here? And and how important is that? You know, when you're when you're looking at it.
1: Well, I I think important thing to realize is. Whenever you're doing a forecast, as soon as you put the ink on the paper or the virtual ink on the virtual paper on on your screen, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, you hope it's mostly right. And <laughs> so, as, as as you go forward, you need to recognize no forecast is perfect. But again, it's 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 a guideline. It's uh, guardrails. You know, if if you want to continue on the the traveling thing, and and if you start veering into the guardrails, then you 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 make you get some feedback from the guardrails and it can give you an indication of, well, wait a second. You know, I'm not on the road. I thought it was on Uh, maybe I need to do a little more steering and not be looking at my phone while I'm driving. Uh, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, uh, there may be weather ahead that I didn't anticipate in the forecast. It's all sorts of um, expected uh, changes as well as unexpected changes you need to consider along the way. And having that, virtual roadmap of a forecast helps you determine kind of where you are on the journey.
0: Well, I think that's a great point because basically, you know, when you, when you use the analogy of a phone, right. You you know, in fact, that I I've been driving all over the last couple of weeks and can't tell you how many times I saw people uh, on their phone veering, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, through, through the, the lanes, they are driving 10, 15 miles an a speed limit. You just shake your head like, man, this is, you know, they're distracted. And, and, you know, so getting to that same point, a business, a business owner management can get distracted, uh, you know, by the shiny new object or, you know, something else and not stay within that. And so I think, I think you're absolutely right. The, the forecast, helps keep that focus on what the strategy was you know and vice versa the strategy and the forecast kind of work hand in hand to make sure you're not getting distracted oh well, and I, I think that kind of goes back to the point i was
1: mentioned earlier about strategy an important part of strategy is telling you what not to do mm. and so uh if, again we'll, we're just going to beat this dead horse of this uh, road trip if, if your road <laughs> trip is that you know we're, we're not gonna we're gonna pack our meals and and not stop at fast food well, mm-hmm. you know that's going to tell you when you when you see that Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or whatever it is you you fancy it's going to help you keep focused and stay on the road and, and keep making good time on on the journey because your strategy was hey we packed sandwiches there in the back seat that's our lunch we're not getting fast food let's keep going so similarly you know if, if you're a manufacturing business and you have an opportunity to hire a a whiz bang young person that is is a computer engineer that has nothing to do with your business, you're not going to hire that individual. Well, you know, whether you, are conscious of that or not, you know, that's part of your strategy. Your strategy is to manufacture whatever it is you do. And it's not to get distracted by, you know, veering off into a business that is not part of your, your core foundation and, and part of what makes you different from your competitors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you you must have you must have talked to my wife at some point because I'm a big proponent of packing that lunch and, and going <laughs> straight straight through it. we can. You know, you get that eight hour drive. I don't want to stop if I can help it, right? So you know, so uh, you know, but but let's talk a little bit then because we can dra- dig this down a little bit deeper into the accountability side of things. Now we have a range of of listeners and clients who are are from very small businesses who can still be who can still benefit from using budgeting and forecasting in their own business, even if they don't have multiple departments, but then we've got a lot of mid-sized and um, larger companies that do have department heads and uh, people that are kind of responsible for cost centers. And to me, one of the important components of a business is when you can get those managers involved in the discussion and have them have accountability, but also ownership. So to maybe talk a little bit about you know the accountability and the ownership of of getting those those managers involved. Sure, and um, I'll I'll talk about two books um,
1: that uh, kind of come to mind as it, as it relates to accountability, and I think that the, the flip to accountability is engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, the, the first is a book called The Oz Principle, and uh, basically it's a it's an allegory using the the Wizard of Oz about accountability and it really ultimately it says you know you can you can if you're if you're not thinking in, a, in terms of accountability you have a blame culture um, and in that blame culture you say well i couldn't meet my goals for the year because i didn't have enough resources to do it um, or uh, the cfo told me no for everything well uh, in an accountability culture you you see the problem you own it you do it and you execute on it. I may have messed up one of the steps on the on the road there. Uh, apologies to the to the authors of Oz Principle, but but basically, what what the budget does is allows a a, a cost center head or a, a functional head or department head or a CEO, depending on the organization, to to have a a, a measuring post through which they can determine where where they are and what they can do. Uh, and then again appropriately executed the budget will provide a means to determine um, the ability to, to 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 do trade-off analysis and so i'm I'm giving you Mike a hundred dollars to go with your marketing plan well I as a CFO am not best positioned to make decisions on how to spend that hundred dollars you Mike the the marketing Individual is best suited, and so the the second piece to that is another book that I, I really like. It's called Drive by. Uh, I think it's a uh, Daniel Pink, and what it talks about is employee engagement and motivation. And there's in his terms, there's there's three things that drive employee engagement. One is autonomy. Mm-hmm. Second is mastery, and the third is per- purpose. The the first I'll talk about is autonomy. And if if I give you Mike the marketing executive or director or whatever, we're talking about in this example, the autonomy to make decisions as to how to best affect your marketing plan mm-hmm. within the con- broader context of the strategic vision that we've articulated to the broad company, you now have more autonomy and therefore you're more engaged. And so the, the and it, it's a little bit scary from a leadership perspective to, to push down decision-making into the organization, but you get so many returns far above and beyond what you might expect because you have a much more engaged workforce, you have better decision-making because the right people are making the decisions. Um, and I think the the critical piece that goes with all of that is communication. It, just because you push down decision-making doesn't mean the communication doesn't come back and you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's kind of how I think about budgets in the context of, of, of accountability. And I think it's, it's not just an exercise once a year where you throw together a budget and you put it on the shelf. Mm-hmm. The, the value of a budget is in that feedback loop where you're saying, all right, we're six months through the year and you've spent 47% of your budget. You know, what are your plans for that remaining 53? You know, are, are, we, are we only going to spend 47 in the second half so then we have a 6% surplus? Well, then that flies back to incentive compensation potentially if you come in under budget. So sure. it's a, it, it creates a a nice feedback loop so that you're you're getting information back to help uh, identify the value of your decision making.
0: No, that, that is absolutely great points. And I think, um, you know, I appreciate the references to the books too. I think that it's always very helpful for, to you know, to kind of give, give more insights and ways to look into those things. So let's switch gears for, for a minute and kind of finish up on really what's one of the overriding themes of, of more on manufacturing is driving growth in business value. And, you know, it's really important, I, you know, a lot of the clients that, uh, you know, we work with, know whether they want to sell their business or transition their businesses in the next year or two versus the next five or ten years no matter what it's still about okay how do i grow the value of my business for for most business owners that we work with the their ownership in this business is their single largest asset and so it's going to be their retirement plan someday and all that so i want to talk about how a forecast how forecasting and this this employee engagement this 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 management engagement and budgeting and all that can really support the growth in business value not just maybe at this moment in time but over uh uh, uh over time really
1: well i i think um you know, again circling back to the strategy is helps you remain focused and not get distracted by things that you shouldn't be doing. And focusing on your your core advantages in the market, and so that's sort of fundamental piece number one. Number two, and I'll I'll go to where, where I like is, is dollars and cents, mm-hmm. is having forecasting and budgeting. It shouldn't necessarily a budget shouldn't necessarily be a four letter word. I know it's not it's six letters, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I think it if it's viewed as an, a valuable tool and resource. Um, we talked a little bit about employee engagement and buy-in uh, and good decision-making. I think the, the other pieces on forecasting, it can tell you if you have enough capital in your business, whether it's short-term capital or long-term capital, and it can help you make decisions about investments down the road and where that money's come from. Are, are, you know, if, if you need to build a new uh, manufacturing facility or need a new piece of equipment in your, your manufacturing facility knowing when that's going to come in your your long-term plan gives you the lead time to determine where your financing is coming from are you going to be able to finance are you be able to pay for it through internally generated cash flow or are you going to need to go into the external markets be it through the bank market or private investors to to bring in capital to, to finance this uh and then the the last piece of that is Whatever the financing is, am I be going to be able to pay off that financing over mm-hmm. time? Whether it's you know interest and in principal payments on on a loan, uh, or if I need to bring in private capital, you know, whatever the return requirements are for that private capital, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It the 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 value of the forecast is not the forecast itself. The right. value of a forecast or a budget or a cash is the information it provides to you. To help make good decisions to run the business. And I think organizations can get wrapped around the axle, going back to the driving thing, uh, <laughs> could get wrapped around the axle of focusing on the budgets and the forecasts and not what the budgets and forecasts are telling you to help make decisions along the way.
0: Now, that's that's an excellent point. And as you were talking, I was thinking about even, you know, I've, I've seen companies in the past you know all of a sudden go out and purchase some big piece of equipment next thing you know they're trying to sell their business you do not get that roi it costs you money in those kind of cases and if you're not properly planning that out you can you can spend all this money on growth that you know you're not going to get that roi because if so when you're selling your business it's it's about where you're at right now not necess- not what you're necessarily going to do in the future and right. and so you know I, that completely makes sense with with uh you know what we're trying to to do in supporting our clients and and advising them on these kind of things. Uh, so great points there. Um, well, Scott, I appreciate we're we're kind of getting to the end of our time here. I really really appreciate all your insight uh, today. Um, I, I know they're they're extremely valuable. It's just a, they're different perspectives. So thank you for your time today and for all our listeners. Uh, thank you for listening. And I hope you have a great holiday period coming up here and looking forward to uh, presenting more of these topics in the new year. To learn more about James Moore and Company's manufacturing services, go to jmco.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our More on Manufacturing series to receive updates when new videos and podcasts are released. If you'd like to be a guest, or if there's a topic you'd like to see covered on a future episode, CONTACT US ON OUR WEBSITE. YOU CAN ALSO FOLLOW US ON SOCIAL MEDIA FOR MORE NEWS AS THE LANDSCAPE ON MANUFACTURING CONTINUES TO RAPIDLY EVOLVE.